The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks, go. Okay, okay. You know, the Canucks, they might have lost in overtime, but you know what? Canucks hockey is fun again. And I'm here with my brother Kyle Bounds. So let's go, baby. Locked on Canucks. You're locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs co-host of Lockdown Canucks and also a part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Canucks. You're here with us after a loss, okay? But that's okay because we're going to get through it together. If you haven't done so already, I got to let you know, go subscribe or follow the channel for free or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Coming up on the show, we were going to start off by chanting PDO, PDO. But you know what? The Canucks, they couldn't pull it off. Damn. An exciting game at the end of the day. Uh, Got to talk about the third line for sure. And we'll talk about some other things we saw tonight and why we're still pretty hyped about this hockey team. Uh, but before we do that, let me introduce uh, someone who I'm hyped to be beside, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? Yo, can somebody let me know in the comments below how many times the Vancouver Canucks have gotten over 30 shots this season? Because I think the number is four or five. I feel as if the Canucks need a lot more shots. Uh, this bottle of Casamigos has more shots than the Vancouver Canucks per game. Is it a reason to worry? I don't think so, because there's a lot of games left in the season. And... I think the Vancouver Canucks are finding a lot of way, ways to win games, and they're also finding a lot of ways to now pick up points. And recently, we've been led by this third line that's been theoretically good for two straight months, like 60 days. Garland, Joshua, and whoever's in the middle, that's something that I think you can take into April. And then you see the goaltending you're getting from, again, Thatcher Demko. More good than bad. I know we lost, but it's the holidays. I'm going to take that point, and I'm going to feel pretty good, man. The Vancouver Canucks... We're doing it, man. This season actually matters. You know, we ended off 2023 somewhere where I think that we didn't think we were going to be. I know there's a couple games left, but I'm with you, my brother, and I'm feeling good to be a Canucks fan right now. 2023 is a pretty massive year for the Vancouver Canucks, right? Uh, they've been through a ton of change, and yeah, I guess we're obviously disappointed about the result tonight, but you look at where they were at the beginning of the year. They were one of the worst teams in hockey, giving up chances left, right, and center, the whole Boudreaux fiasco, yeah. and here we are nearly 12 months later, and the Canucks are tied for first in the National Hockey League with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, again, there's a lot to like about this team, and the fact that they were able to get a point tonight since uh, in the night where they were not the better team, um, you know, I think it was an impressive thing. And again, it was led by the third line tonight. Um, I got to say, you know, Rick Tockett, Rick Tockett was right about Dakota, Dakota Joshua, okay? Ooh. You know, part-time media member here, but... I think one of the most interesting quotes I've gotten out of someone with the Canucks was uh, when I asked talking about Joshua last season mm -hmm. and I just kind of asked about his game and how he'd been improving because well, he was pretty hot last year uh, under Rick Tockett and yeah. Tockett said, quote, um, Dakota Joshua has another level. He can score 20 goals in this league. And that really like it got me taken aback, you know, wow. and lo and behold, Joshua's got eight goals in 33 games. Like he's, he's on pace for 20 goals right now. Dude, he's playing with a lot of swag and I think that's the most important thing if you're watching this team because this team's been a quiet team in recent history and we kind of needed some of that pizzazz and when he's on I think he kind of gives that to the rest of the team and 
I can't say I'm more surprised in any other player outside of Dakota Joshua for real, because early on in the season and just throughout this one and a half years, he's been with us. I didn't really know what this guy was, but it's pretty clear, especially through the last, what, 82 games this guy's played that he's really important. He's vital. And I would also add the Canucks, man. He's, he's, he's probably number three on that list. You know, for me, when it comes to who you'd want this team to sign right away, it's Pedersen, Hironik. And it's Dakota Joshua, a bit of an outlier, not yeah. only on this roster, but in the NHL. Yeah. And again, it's a huge shout out to the Canucks scouting department. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk about Philip Pronik a bit. Uh, I, I think I feel like he just hasn't quite been on the same level that he was. Uh, look at you getting dark, season. man. Chill I, out, I'm bro. Just, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Chill this out. Hasn't really been talked about. Tonight, he runs into his own teammate. One of the funniest moments of the game where uh, Hironik basically gets rocked by Ilya Mikheyev. Um, but yeah, o- overall, again, nit- nitpicking a bit, but he just, you know, hasn't been the same dominant player that we saw uh, early in the season. And, you know, right now with Kuzmenko out of the lineup, now missing two straight games, I think the fact that you have Hronik on that top power play unit, like it just hasn't really worked. Uh, you kind of mentioned as we were watching mm-hmm. the game, but it just seems like he's out of place and, and Dude, not in the right spot. They're trying to run slap passes with Philip Hronik, and he's actually somewhat of the roamer on that power play unit that collectively is struggling and i think if you're gonna put philip ronick on any power play unit you gotta lean into what he's best at and we've seen it in glimpses this season it's that shot and that one timer and right now it just looks like a confusing power play unit in general i mean you could argue that the canucks could be 4-0 on this road trip that they had that they just had if their power play was in sync i mean the power play is the reason why they lost in minnesota and i mean who knows what a goal does outside the third period if you convert on a power play just it's Nothing to be concerned about. I think not having Kuzmenko there, them having a bit of confusion in general is leading to, again, this mediocre power play right now. But it's the holidays, man. I feel as if the Vancouver Canucks, they played so many games. You know, you look around uh, the NHL, people are bringing up point percentage. You're bringing up like, oh, LA Kings have played five less games, four less games. Look at that, blah, blah, blah. They're not as good as the Vancouver Canucks. How about you look at the, I mean, they're 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 as good, if not better than the Vancouver Canucks. How, how about you look at it, look at it from the other side of the spectrum? Like, the Canucks have been able to help hold it together, collect a lot of points. They're now what 22, nine and three, I guess. And they played the most games. Like this is, this team was put through the ringer, uh, new coach, new systems, new players, all the pressure in the world. And I'm just proud of the fact that they've been able to do this through, in my opinion, one of the toughest schedule schedules in the NHL. Maybe they haven't played the best of teams, but the amount of travel, the amount of just moving around, playing so many games, credit is to the Canucks. I think they're going to have a great holiday. I know we got a game on Saturday, but they need this break more than any other team. They do. And you know what? I I think this one thing we should be celebrating right now. The Canucks are first overall in the NHL what? hockey league. I'm, I'm on NHL.com. You know, you can't see my laptop here, but guess what? You how, see that? Vancouver Canucks, first overall. How about point percentage, NHL. though? How about point percentage, man? They're tied, they're tied with the Vegas Golden Knights. But they first? Have, and point percentage, yeah, too? Both teams have played 34 games, leading the NHL. Uh, both have a 6-9-1 points percentage. Don't tell Drance. Don't tell Drance, man. <laughs> No, again, again, I get where the argument is. Like, you look at other teams, they played so many games. This is why they have so many points, blah, blah, blah. But, again, the other end of the spectrum is, you know, credit to this team for just holding it down. A lot of moving parts. Uh, Yeah, they've been relatively healthy the whole time, but this is all new to them. And for them to stay put and get to the holiday break, again, one more game against San Jose with this record is appealing, man. I'm excited. Okay, let's let's look at the comments, okay? Elston, look at this guy, okay? Dakota. The Goda, Saswa, but an even better comment here. The Canucks haven't had 40 shots once this year. And yeah, I mean, again, we've watched every single game. That's pretty obvious. And again, I just want to know the numbers. How many times has his team gotten over 29 shots, 28 games, 28 <laughs> shots, you know? Uh, that OT was annoying. 
from Sethos Elkin. Yeah, that OT was something else. Yeah. Did they have a shot clock in overtime? Let us know. Yeah, and maybe that's a point of discussion too, right? Like, you know, I think there's an argument to be said, just like let them play, but a shot clock would speed things up, you know, because <laughs> the Dallas Stars had the puck for like two and a half minutes in overtime. And oh, I feel yeah. like the Canucks have done that to other teams who so haven't really complained about it. So usually the Canucks seem to be pretty possession dominant in overtime, but that mm-hmm. wasn't the case in this overtime. Come on, man. They were just like chasing the, the Dallas Stars for two and a half minutes. What's going on? Man, it was just... Uh, what does Shorty say? The evolution of overtime. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really glass half yeah. full way of putting it. Though. Yeah, man, oh man! Again, the Canucks twenty two nine and three. A lot to learn. I think they have a large runway here to get better and overall be more fluid five on five, generate more shots, get better on the PK. A lot of room to grow. And with all that being said, where they are right now is still very very impressive. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And again, there's so much to like about this team. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about this on the other side, but uh, I did a little article for for Daily Hive about the best center duos in hockey. And we talked this week about the Canucks potentially having the best third line in hockey. Do they have the second best center duo in hockey? Because I think there's an Ooh. argument to be made on that side. Uh, there's a couple other things in the game I want to get to as well. Uh, and let's let's have some fun here again. The Canucks, first overall in the NHL, baby. Dude, let's lo- go. Look how happy. Are we drunk? Are we high right now? Look how Look how happy we are. And we lost the game in overtime. We got a shot, a shot, what, like almost 40 to 20? I can't even say that properly. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on right now? Are we Are we being delusional? Should we be more scared? Uh, regression, point percentage, blah, 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 PDO? I don't think so, man. It's the holidays. That West Coast bias is the only thing that's prevalent right here at the Don't Doze Art Lab. Uh, Begsy, who we shouting out on this episode of Locked on Canucks before we talk more about, again, your Vancouver Canucks. Uh, it's one of my favorite ad reads here because it always reminds you of Russell Wilson, and I know that bothers you. It's mm. eBay Motors, baby. Mm. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Woo! Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay guarantee fit, only available to U.S. customers. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen in studio with Begsy, man, my homie. Man, oh man, that was a good time. Sipping some brewskis, sipping some margaritas. And just living life, watching the game. Not a perfect game. The Vancouver Canucks have a lot of room to grow, but they're picking up points. And uh, we're making the playoffs, man. I hope that a lot of people out there, especially the kids, right? The future is friendly. I hope there's Canucks jerseys or just Canucks merch under the trees. Because for years and years and years and years, yo, this team, without a doubt, and Jim Benning is a big part of this, has lost a generation of Canucks fans. Yeah, and and you know what? It's honestly... I. I... There's ups and downs to the Canucks right now, too, right? I know first overall in the NHL, but it's like you want to ride the wave of positivity. But like you talked about kind of heading into the break, it's like, should we be worried about this whole PDO monster, man? I kind of want to say after PDO. But there's also something to be said about the Canucks. 
like you mentioned, uh, and I think Elston mentioned in the comments as well, Canucks have never had 40-plus sh shots in a game this year. They're bottom five in the league in shots on goal. Uh, their yeah. total, their average of 28 shots is only going to decrease tonight. I mean, oh, it damn. feels like at some point, I know this team's got above-average talent. I know they have above-average finishers, but it does feel at some point like this team is not going to score at the rate they're scoring right now. And Kyle, even as we were watching the game, you mentioned uh, a crazy stat as well about this team. Yeah, the stat was unreal, okay? The Canucks are 31st in the league when it comes to generating chances off the rush, yet they're <gasps> second in goals off the rush. So do that math, and first in off-the-rush shooting percentage at 21%. I think the next team was at 13%. But, bro, why are you turning me into a nerd, bro? For real, who cares about the fancy stats? So think about the intuition. Think about the uh, fluidity, and think about... This, you know, some say PDO, I say destiny. I say destiny. Okay, man. okay. The Canucks are figuring out on the fly, and they got a long ways away before the games really, really, really matter. And I think before then, they're going to figure it out and be a unit in the playoffs. And a big reason why I believe that is because I still believe in Kuzmenko. It's just the truth. And now we got Aaron Gray commenting on the show. Aaron, again, possibly going to run for mayor in Surrey. <laughs> One of the biggest guys I've seen in Surrey, okay? Get Kuzi back on the ice. It's only a second season in North America. I can uh, forgive him for some defensive downfalls. Let's get his confidence back by pairing up, pairing him up with Petey. Hey, let's just get one of the biggest, biggest threats in the NHL, aka that duo between Petey and Kuzmenko, back for the Vancouver Canucks. I still believe in that chemistry. Look at that video slash mixtape that Dmitry Filipovich made back in the summer. You know, talking about that or showcasing that chemistry between those two and. When those two find that chemistry, you know, it's cool that P.U. Suter's doing his thing, Lafferty's done his thing. F that, okay? When those two, because Manko and PD do their thing, this team's going to get seven to six more shots per game, you know? Things are going to be more fluid. They need Pedersen to have that dynamo with them offensively. Yeah, I, again, I don't think there's much point of keeping Kuzi kind of in the press box. It's We talked about it this week. Every day is no, uh, but I think the Canucks can afford to do it right now because they're first overall in the NHL. And again, we're not at the halfway mark of the season. The Canucks are in a pretty good spot. I think they can afford to teach Kuzmenko a lesson if that's what they want to do. Uh, but I think at some point they are going to need him because the power play looks a bit off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as much as Pew Suter is good defensively and get the puck back up ice, you just want another finisher on that line. And it just feels like there's something lacking right now. Again, I think mm -hmm. I thought Pedersen looked great tonight. I thought mm -hmm. there was off uh, chances off the rush. That he had some good back checks. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, was getting some chances, but it just seems that that line's lacking a bit of a bit of mojo right now. And you know who's got that mojo? It's Andre Kuzmenko. Dude, they gotta figure it out, and he's gonna get that opportunity on Saturday. Okay, yo, talk it. Don't be the Grinch, dude. PDG didn't do anything today. I, at least Neil Zaman batted a couple pucks out of the air. He scored a goal the other game. Keep him in the lineup, but PDG is out the lineup. And I'm gonna put you know five dollars on a bet right now. Probably gonna win a thousand dollars, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Kuzmenko plays on that PD line on Saturday and Suter gets back on the fourth line. It's it's against the Sharks. Again, Christmas in a couple of days. It's the holidays. The city wants it. Kuzmenko deserves it. Yo, if Kuzmenko doesn't do it this year, bro, the Canucks, any of their players, it's going to be in their contracts. Never go to Bali. You've been to Bali, though. <laughs> yeah, I was in Bali this How, year. How's yeah. Bali, man? Talk to, talk to me about Bali, man, because <laughs> I don't think the Canucks like that place. But he, I know you like it. <laughs> yeah, Bali's a beautiful place. You know, it's it's, it's busy, though. You know, it's... Easy to get distracted. I'll put it that way. Whoa. There's lots going on in Bali. Uh, whether you uh, whether you like to party, shop, like get on a motorbike. I think there's Dude. once you get out like that southern Bali area and really like kind of hit the outskirts. It's uh, it's a pretty busy place there. Dude, so. my friend ran lots over somebody on a motorbike in Bali. And uh, on a motorbike, yeah, oh, he ran him over. He thought he was going to jail, but oh, he got away with it. Dang, that's something else. He, the person didn't die, but the person was hurt. 
<laughs> it's different out there. You know what the Canucks are getting away with right now? It's playing Tyler Myers way more than they should. <laughs> I was like, you know, there's another game tonight where, again, Talk has got this affinity for Myers right now. He wants Myers first one out there on the PK. As much as he hates right shot, right shot guys, he has Myers and Hironik out there on the PK. It's happened a lot. He replaced Juleson on some shifts. I thought Juleson had some moments, but had some bad turnovers too. Yeah. Um. I, again, there's... I feel so torn about this team, and I don't know if it's my fan trauma of, you know, we've we've been through this. If you've been a Canuck fan, if you've been an everyday with the Vancouver Canucks for the past 10 years, there's been a lot of trauma. And again, I, I love so much with what this team's doing. I like so much about how the forwards are constructed, the elite goaltending. But there's just things, again, like the defense. I think some of our commenters have shouted out here as we've been chatting, Kyle. Yeah. Um, the defense is just not quite there. Um, and Zadorov has his moments, but he holds on to the puck a bit too long. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a flawed blue line right now. I mean, again, elite finishers. The blue line's bigger and better than it was before, but I think there's still some problems on both sides of the puck, man. Dude, this team is not a perfect team. I used a strong word, okay? I used the word destiny. When, I, when you use words like that, most of the time you're tapping into magic, okay? This team needs a lot of luck to, you know, keep this going all the way to the middle of June. Let's be honest and let's be real. And that's mainly because of that of that defense. And, you know, a big reason why the Vancouver Canucks are having trouble generating chances, let alone more chances off the rush, is because four of their defensemen are not above the overall rating of 85 when it comes to making a first pass out of their zone. That's yeah. just the truth. They're good at other things. And they've been playing better. But it's either ringing it around the boards or, again, struggling to make a clean first pass. And it's just kind of effing up the transitional play. All that being said, you've mentioned this many times. you got to give them a little bit, if not a lot of credit for being able to just limit high danger scoring chances. Like they figured that part out, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate to, again, a good first pass transition offense and generating more, more, more shots. And I just want to know, like, I know we're talking about Kuzmenko not being up there. The Canucks need a top six player, blah, 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 blah. I feel as if the Vancouver Canucks more than anything need another defenseman who can Again, make that first pass. But is this the year to do that? I don't know. Because who's that player available via trade that you can sign long-term because you're thinking about giving up a first-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to give up a second-round pick for a rental? I don't know. It's tra- it's like one step at a time, man. One step at a time, you know? You know who else is looking for a uh, top-four right-shot defenseman? Who? The Dallas Stars. <laughs> it's it's a hard thing to yeah. get in this league, right? So, um, I, again, it's um, probably too bad the Canucks miss out on Ethan Bear, but... You know, again, Ethan Bear wasn't necessarily going to save this team. Uh, but again, it's again, but not, I, not... I think I think a big reason why they wanted Ethan Bear, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay? I feel as if I watched 80% of the Canuck game last year. Ethan Bear was good at that. He was good at yeah. just being a little bit more poised and making a nice hard pass. Just a little bit. A little bit better. Not perfect, but a little bit better than the guys like Ian Cole, Nikita Zadorov, Noel Juleson, and Tyler Myers. And I don't know if Carson Susie coming back into the lineup ultimately makes us like a better transitional team. Yeah. You know what? Again, like you said, Kyle, this Canucks team isn't perfect, but you know, one of the things I really love about this team is their top two centers, right? Elias okay. Patterson and JT Miller. And uh, I want to throw this to you before we go to break. And then there's a, I see a listener question here. That yeah, I like it. I like it. In segment Me three. Too. Um, but the Canucks are now with Patterson and Miller. I think it's the second best center duo in the NHL. Uh, I was writing about it today. I was kind of going, going through game score average and then kind of my take on things. But with Patterson and Miller, you have two guys who are dominant on the power play, both have the potential to get 100 points, and both can play pretty damn good defensively. Mm-hmm. I know Miller's definitely stepped up his game this year. We saw Patterson stepping it up. 
I think he's gotten better defensively over the last little bit as well. But you just have two of the most dynamic players in the game. Look, we had an episode about how JT Miller might be the MVP of this team right now. He is. Uh, on a team that has Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes and Thatcher Demko. Um, but I look at the rest of the centers on the NHL, and after McDavid and Drysaddle, I do think Pettersson and Miller are the second best centers in this league. The data probably says they're about fifth or sixth best. Uh, but I look at kind of the other contenders there with Toronto and Austin Matthews and John Tavares, uh, New Jersey with Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer. And I just think that Pedersen and Miller, again, with the ceilings that they have and the talent that they have, are the second best center doing the NHL. I think it's a big reason why the Canucks are winning games. We saw Pedersen at moments tonight, JT Miller get the Canucks back into the game as well when he set up Brock Besser. And again, it's just it's something special going on with those two guys right now. Yeah, man. And there's so much room for them to get better. And I think that's going to showcase itself when this team is not playing as many games. Like, again, they're playing the most games in, in hockey. That's not something to, like, be scared of or dwell on when comparing point percentages. Dude, be proud of the Vancouver Canucks. They played the most games in hockey, and they, they've been able to put themselves in a position where they're first in the NHL in points. Like, live in that. Bask in that. And know that this team, with those star players that you just mentioned, are going to benefit slash get better due to playing less games, a.k.a. getting some more rest. I believe in that. Those guys are too good, and they've been doing too much. And, dude, JT Miller, father of the year, one of those guys, right? You think this guy's thinking about playing the Dallas Stars? He's thinking about Christmas, Christmas morning with his daughters in Vancouver. He's looking forward to that, and rightfully so. I don't know. He he is looking forward to that, but he was into it tonight. You know, typical yeah. JT Miller smashing the stick on the bench. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, uh, I think he's one of the best players in the NHL. Yeah. I think the numbers are a bit unfair to him. I know he's got some moments where, again, he's not fantastic defensively. He had a moment where he rung the puck back around uh, on the goal by uh, one of the stars there. It was that, it was, sorry, it was that last goal uh, to tie the game at three. So not, not a perfect player defensively, but I think he's gone a lot better than where he was under Boudreaux, per se. So, again. Who cares, man? All that analytical stuff. We first in the league, bro. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, baby. It's Christmas. The Vancouver Canucks are one of the best teams in hockey. Look at the numbers. And it's Christmas. And this ain't a Christmas miracle, okay? PDO aside, it's not a Christmas Christmas miracle. It's because this team is, you know, doing a lot of things. And they can get a lot better, PDO and all that, blah, blah, blah. But they're also they're also stacked. Like you mentioned, you mentioned Pedersen and Miller, stacked. Hughes, stacked. Heronic, great, stacked. Brock Besser, look at that goal today. We didn't even talk about that today. That's elite. Brock Besser is back. And Thatcher Demko, I know you allowed four goals. <laughs> but you're Canucks team, man. This ain't a Christmas miracle, man. They legit. Yeah, it ain't a miracle. And uh, let's answer the question on the other side. Who would we want to see the Canucks play the most uh, in round one? And we'll shout out the commenter who uh, who left that comment with us because I think that's a fantastic topic. And, I, and I've been thinking about that mm-hmm. for some time. But before we do that, we got to shout out Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Garland could score 50 goals. The Canucks could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Phil DiGiuseppe, Neil Zaman, or come on, let's get real. 
Dakota Joshua. Hey. Uh, we'll record more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. Sleep sleepers terms are used for details and locational availability. Okay, we back covering the number one team in hockey right now, the Vancouver Canucks. Man, oh man, Kyle Bowen, that right there is Trevor Bags. But more importantly, you, yes, you and you and you and you are tuned into this. Uh, yo, over 1,300 subscribers. Bro, you have no idea, man. I called my dad the other day. We talked about it. I started crying, man. Bro, this guy painted my room twice, blue and green. He knows how much this means to me. And to do this with you, Merrill, I, I might start crying. You got to cut me off here, man. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, uh, you know, we got the Don't Doze logo behind us for those hey. uh, on YouTube. I think during the playoffs, is, uh, as much as I love the Don't Doze logo, we got to put the black skate up. Whoa, nah, 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 <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But I wouldn't be it's surprised. It's so that... perfectly there. It's the same shape and everything. That's true, man. Shout out to the Don't Doze Art Lab. Uh, you know, we're not here without the Vancouver Canucks making all this music, yeah. making all this this banter with, again, the people. And, man, this comment right here, speaking of the banter, is doing a lot for me because I know where Begsy's going to go. And I'm going to offer this guy a shot. If he wants it, I'm not going to take it. Trevor can have the shot if he wants because he's about to drop some fire because I already know the answer to this question that was asked by Elston. Who do you boys want to see the next play in the first round? What are you thinking about April, man? I already know the answer. You want to practice yourself. Practice yourself. I'm going to give my answer, and then Trevor's going to give his. I want to see this team play Vegas. Whoa. Oh, damn. That's not where I thought you were going to go. Yo, like – I just want to see that rematch. I, I I don't know. I just I want to see them face the top dogs right away. Something tells me that that is going to prove a lot. And something also, to, I, I think, you know what it is? I'm also just bitter from that performance we had against Vegas a couple weeks ago. Something yeah. made me mad because I was hyped up for that matchup, elite matchup, a test. And now look at us, one, two in the West in the NHL. I want to see it get, get done ASAP in the playoffs. I mean, I have, I, there's two teams I want to see in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with the opponent who I think is more beatable, and that's the Edmonton Oilers. I, I just think, again, the Oilers obviously out of the playoffs right now. I think they can get back in. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the formula would be for the Canucks and Oilers to play. Hey, maybe it's Canucks in first in the Pacific mm-hmm. and, and Oilers in the wild card. Uh, that seems like a possibility right now. But again, you look at the Oilers, and I know they're a flawed team, but it's McDavid, it's dry settle. You get into that series, you are not feeling you know, extremely well, good about your chances mm-hmm. because... You just never know with those two players on the ice. But I think that would be a fun as hell series. Uh, Pedersen, Hughes, Demko going against uh, McDavid, Drysaddle. I think that would be a ton of fun, man. I mean, the other team I'd want to would be the Colorado Avalanche. I think Hughes McCarr uh, would be a crazy, crazy story for the playoffs. Ooh. That's probably the series I'd rather see. But I'm kind of thinking of a scenario where, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, now, you want the Oilers. Yeah, you're, you're, I, I want the Oilers, yeah, but I, Avalanche are my second choice for sure. Avalanche are my see, second choice. You know, here's the thing. I watched that... Uh, uh, the LA King Seattle highlight package, not saying much, but man, LA looks so good and they have a lot of games in hand. I would not be surprised if they do finish first in the Pacific. It's yeah. turned into somewhat of a juggernaut division. If you really think about it, when it comes to the top teams in that division, all pretty good hockey teams, say what you want about the Vancouver Canucks got a lot to learn about structure, you know, reversing the PDO, blah, 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 but they got the superstars, man. And they're going to learn how to do that. There's a still a large runway 
you're still 48, 49, whatever the math is, for them to be more fluid and give themselves more opportunities five on five, generate more offense, all that jazz. But man, oh man, the 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 Kings just seem to already have that right now. And yeah, yeah there, there's something special about that team. Okay. There, there is, but I, I don't know if they, they don't scream Stanley Cup winner to me. I just feel like I didn't say they, that. I said winning the division. Yeah, winning I the want division. the Vegas Golden Knights. That's why I'm saying this two and three. That's the matchup, right? That's what would happen. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Two and three. Yeah, that's yeah, new math. Okay, so I'm gonna see Vegas now. With that being said, did I just lie to myself? Because the, the more and more you talk about the Oilers, the more and more I get to you know tap in with that rivalry again. And I hate the Oilers more than any team in hockey. It's just the truth. Something's happened. I used to respect the Oilers, but the Canucks got good again over the last couple of months. And now my heart's wanting nothing but the the worst for them. I'm talking, I wake up every morning and I'm watching the highlights that the Oilers are playing. It's just the truth. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, another reason I, I want the Oilers or the abs is goaltending. The abs have gotten by with kind of mediocre goaltending from Georgiev, although he's mm-hmm. winning a bunch of games. Oilers obviously have probably the worst goaltending in the NHL. Vegas and L.A. right now. I trust Vegas is more than L.A., but you're talking about two teams with a guy in Cam Talbot, a guy in Aiden Hill, hell, a guy in Logan Thompson, too, who are performing as some of the best goaltenders in the NHL this yeah. season. So And they got the uh, swag. They yeah, got that exactly. swag. In a league where there's a lot of parity, man, and like if you have good goaltending, uh, that's going to put you a long ways. Uh, uh, this is fun, man. I'm going to come a long ways together. I drove, I drove from Chilliwack to Vancouver today. Uh, coming up with Kyle, man. And no regrets, because guess what? The Canucks are first in the NHL, baby. So shout out to the everyday. How was your shot, man? Was it nice? Was, no, I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it at the end of the okay, show. I'm going to do it at the end of the show. No, no, take a swig right now, because I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, okay take a right. swig right now. I'm going to ask you a question. The Cheers. Best team in the NHL. Happy holidays. Get home safe. We all know it. Don't worry. We're good. Begsy, in order for the Canucks to play games into the middle of May, early June, you know, the miracle, blah, all that, all that jazz you and I both agree that they have to get a lot better. Because I know we're first in the league right now. It is Christmas, December 21st. We're quote-unquote pretty, like, this is what you get in the NHL. Like, the Canucks are going to be up there. But they're nowhere close to really putting it together if they're, if this is their best. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to end on that negativity, man. No, it's not you know the negativity. <laughs> but do you believe that they can, they can take that next jump? Like, is there a large enough runway more practices, more conversations, more changes on because they got to develop something new here. They can't just roll this out. There's a new level there, but there's got to be conversations. There's got to be adapt adaption. Do you believe there's again a large enough runway before the playoffs start for them to just be a better hockey team? I do, and I think it comes offensively. Mm-hmm. I, I know it sounds crazy because they've scored at such a high rate this season, but I think the offense can generate a lot more yeah. than it has so far. I feel like the defense with the personnel they have is probably playing near their peak. Or maybe their peak was when Hughes and Hironik were really excelling at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but your bottom four of like Zadorov, Myers, Cole, Juleson, yeah, it might be big and and rangy, but it's not a great defense. Um, so if they can play league average, they're playing they're playing at their height. But the Canucks in general have the ability to create more chances, um, and I think they do aim for you know getting those high danger chances and not just kind of like getting the puck in and shooting it right mm-hmm. away. Um, they do they do look for the dangerous chances. We saw that tonight with the Garland goal. You know, Bluger cross yeah. to Joshua to Garland. Um, so in general, I think, I, I think the top two lines can do more of that, right? What the third line's doing, yeah. which is kind of an interesting lesson, but room to grow for the Canucks, but guess what? First overall in the NHL standings okay. here at Christmas time. All right. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Schreiber Banks. Thanks so much to listening or for listening to Locked on Canucks. Man, oh man, it's been a good run this year. We got a couple more episodes left before we got to say see you later to 2023. 
It's been a pleasure. Subscribe if you did like the episode. Hit the like button. It does help us out a lot. Uh, you know, I actually bought my girlfriend some nice Christmas gifts this year. This guy bought his wife some candles. So that's why I've we got, need you I've to subscribe. I've gotten dick all. I need to sh- okay. go Christmas shopping tomorrow. Anyway, sign us out, man. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first-time listeners, the new subscribers, and those of you who joined us on the live show here on YouTube. We appreciate each and every one of you and your dogs, too. Uh, I think it's the last show that Kyle and I are doing before Christmas. Kyle, you might have some time to go solo tomorrow. Ooh. Maybe we'll even pre-book Corbin later tonight. Who knows where it's going? But yep. we will be back after Christmas with more shows because guess what? Your Canucks are playing games, and guess what? They They're matter. the best goddamn team in the NHL. Ooh. So you know we'll be there to cover you. All uh, locked on Canucks, uh. your team, every day. But we got to get out of here. So I'm Trevor Beggs. This guy is Kyle Bound, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.